Well, hello, my friends. The grace and peace of our Lord and Savior be with you. I want to welcome you to the Sermons from the Cornfield podcast, a weekly podcast where the sermons that I preach each and every Sunday are uploaded for you to listen to and review. My name is Pastor Mark O'Neill, and I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. God bless.
Charles Road. Did y'all know this? Seven directions. So it should come with no surprise to us that the founder of our denomination had a method for singing. His fourth direction for singing is this. Sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep. But lift up your voice with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, nor more ashamed of its being heard than when you sung the songs of Satan. Lustily with good courage. Doesn't that sound like the who's at the end of our story? Yes, I think the great source of the who's joy comes from the fact that they ate and they sang together. But there's something even deeper, I think, that a wider chasm between the rich and the who's. I don't know what the who's are like the rest of the year. I think we can all agree that during Christmas time, they are extravagant in their celebration. They do Christmas up big time, don't they? They indulge themselves. Now, I realize that that word has a negative connotation sometimes. Indulge can mean to live with no self-control, to abandon all the strength, taking every desire and wish. Yes, there are some indulgences that can be harmful, even during the season of Christmas. But the who's are indulging themselves in the joy of the season. They're not holding back in their festivities, their celebrations, their singing. They let it all out, lifting their forks and voices high to the point that even at the top of Mount Crumpet, the Grinch can hear them singing their songs of praise. Rather than trying to measure their joy or keep it to an acceptable level or a reasonable level, they fully immerse themselves in the food and the song and the spirit of the season. On the other hand, the Grinch has chosen to cut himself off from that source of joy. Rather than join the who's in their indulgences, he looks with disdain upon their celebrations, telling himself it's better to take away their joy rather for me to try and join in. I said last week there were parts of the season that are easy to hate, like the bills and the traffic and the noise, but in the Grinch's attempt to remove those parts of the season by stealing them from the who's, he has cut himself off from the moments of joy or the transcendence of the very incarnation that we celebrate at Christmas time. It's like back when we were open for everybody to come to worship and not having to socially distance. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to try to find a parking lot. Right? The more we try to cut ourselves off from our particular sources of joy or potential sources of joy, the more we feed the Grinch inside of us. One thing interesting about the story is that Dr. Seuss tells us the Grinch has been dealing with this problem for 53 years. For 53 years, he's been resenting the who's for their happiness. Friends, it's a long time to hold a grudge. And it's obvious that this grudge against the who's has worn the Grinch down to the point where he's ready to do something drastic and illegal and downright unchristmasy to stop it. And yet, even when he thinks he takes away the Christmas from the who's, the Who's don't hold a grudge, do they? They sing. On this third Sunday of Advent, we live the joy candle. We celebrate the coming of the Prince of Peace. I wonder, are there any grudges in our lives that are keeping us from singing? 
three conflicts that are holding us back from indulging in the joy of this season. You see, the Hoobies didn't let their conflict with the Grinch stop them at Christmas. Their joy almost bounces off the page if you read the book. It almost bounces off the television screen if you watch the cartoon. You see them decorating their houses, playing with their toys, serving the Christmas feast. They truly imbibe the spirit of the season as they indulge themselves in the trending and the wrapping and the eating. And ironically, these are the very things that Grinch hates them for. And the very things we sometimes criticize about the season. We see people go overboard with their Christmas lights. God, they put them up way too early. God, they left them up way too late. We see people go overboard in their shopping zeal, in their extravagant parties, and say, have you forgotten the reason of the season? As if Christmas is an either-or holiday. Either you fully buy into the decorations and, and the celebrations, or you reverently worship at the manger, but you can't do both. Or can you? Yes, the who's indulge themselves in all the holiday trappings, but when those things are taken from them, they don't sulk. They sing. They sing because they know that the meaning of Christmas is not tied up in those things. I wonder how we would respond. Would Christmas still be Christmas for us if we decided not to decorate? Or were forced to cut back on how much we could spend? Or share a simple meal rather than a who-like feast. So I think the who's provide us with a very important self-check here. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands if you think to yourself, have you ever said the phrase, it just doesn't feel like Christmas? Why? Casseroles and 
The chairs at the table are all filled with who's who have these big grins on their faces as they anticipate what they're about to receive. And you got tall who's and short who's and skinny who's and fat who's and young who's and old who's and male who's and female who's. At the who feast, there's room for everyone at the table, it seems. No one is excluded from participating in the meal. Everyone has a place. There's something to be said for a community where there's room for everyone, where everyone feels welcome and valued, where everyone is invited to take and eat the meal that is offered to them. You know what that reminds me of? That's communion, right? That's holy communion. The invitation we normally use in our communion liturgy begins how? Christ our Lord invites to his table all. All who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Friends, we believe that everyone has a place at God's table. And that we will all sit together one day at the heavenly banquet. That meal, that good news, should prompt us to sing and shout words of praise and joy. Everybody is invited. And if you know how this story ends, you know that well. Even at the who's table, there is room for the Grinch. We'll get to that next week. I think, honestly, we're a lot like the who's. We come in all shapes and sizes. We come from different backgrounds. We come, uh, we bring rather through this place different emotions and feelings. We bring to this place even different levels of our own Grinchiness. Yet, we are called to be in community with each other. Yes, there is room for all of us at God's table. Isn't that good news of great joy? You are invited here to feast on God's word. To indulge yourselves on the lavish gifts that are offered here. To soak up the grace and love that is poured out each and every Sunday. And then... You're called to go from this place, making your joy audible, proclaiming it so loud that the folks on top of Mount Prophet can hear it. For the message that we are called to sing is not Yahoo Lord. The message we are called to sing is Jesus Christ is born. Yes, there are branches out there. We'll try to steal our joy this Christmas season, but they can only do that if we let them. Let us instead choose to be whose this year. In times of plenty and in times of want, in times of celebration and in times of frustration, in times of richness and in times of great joy, let us proclaim with our mouths and our lives the good news that we are yet to receive again this Christmas that Jesus Christ is born. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. God bless.